Sunday morning, you're listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio, here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from you. So grateful, I'm mighty grateful that God has been so good to me. It's been nearly a year and I can testify that God has delivered me and healed me of all of my diseases. Nearly a year ago, almost to the day, God healed me of cancer and I gave my testimony about a year ago, and I'm still here, still standing, still rejoicing in the fact that God has been merciful and kind and mighty and wonderful to me. And I know that it's not just me only that he has been good to. That's why I can say like the psalmist said, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I owe God a ridiculous praise because he has been ridiculously good to me. When I cried unto the Lord, he heard me. He had mercy on me and he delivered me. He brought me out and established me. He healed me and he made me whole. And I give him all the praise and the glory. All the adoration is due him because he has been so good and so wonderful to me. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. And I do praise God for saving me. How wonderful it is to be able to give the testimony a year later that God is still a healer. He's still a deliverer. He's still a way maker. And there is nothing that God cannot do if only we would seek him and ask him and trust him and believe him. All things are possible if only we believe. That just carries us right into what we want to talk about today. Out of Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21, the Bible says, Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that is at work in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever and ever. Amen. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all 
that we ask or think. The NIV says it like this, unto him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work in us. And the message Bible says God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. And the Amplified says, now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and to super abundantly more than all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to his power that is at work within in us to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever and ever. Amen. When you think about it, it says he is able. Able just means having considerable skill or proficiency or intelligence, the ability to do what you set your hands to do. And doesn't that describe God? Not adequately because he's more than able, but doesn't that describe God that he has considerable skill and proficiency and power and might to do what it is that he has set himself out to do? But Paul says it's beyond that. Uh, uh, being able might be a way we would describe ourselves, but he says he is able to do exceeding abundant immeasurably more, immensely greater than what you could ask or think or even imagine. God can do that and so much more, super abundantly more. Our English language fails us when we try to describe him in all of his immense power and might. So the best that Paul could do was say he he can do more than I could ask or think greater, far more than I could ask or think, super abundantly more, immensely more, exceeding far and greater more. Think about excess, abundant, ample, bountiful, abounding, plenteous, overflow, oversupply, surplus, more than enough to infinity and beyond. He can do greater than you could ever. And think about the imaginations that we have. We have some pretty vivid and wild imaginations. And what the apostle Paul says is think about all that you can imagine and then exponentially raise that to infinity. And you still haven't tapped into the ability of God. He is not confined to the box of our imagination and he will not be defined or limited by our boundaries or limits or parameters. He is so much bigger than what you could ask or think or imagine. Sometimes we wonder out loud and we say one to the other, I wonder if this is too insignificant or minuscule to bother God with. But think about it when we're talking about God. Everything you deal with is minuscule and small and minute, and it's just a blip on the scale when we're talking about God. Your incurable disease, just a blip on the scale. Your insurmountable obstacle, just a blip on the scale. When you're talking about God who can do immeasurably more, super abundantly greater than all you could ask or think 
everything we deal with is just a blip on God's screen. So there is nothing that's too small for you to carry to God in prayer to seek his assistance with because the truth be told, everything we deal with is small in the sight of a God that is so big and so great, so mighty and so powerful. He is the same God that said, let there be. And there was, and he created the earth, the world and everything therein. And there is nothing in your life that he is not concerned about. He said, I know the thoughts that I think about you and toward you. They're good thoughts. And he said, great is the sum of my thoughts toward you. They are greater than the sand of the sea. And nothing in your life is too small, too minuscule to carry to him in prayer. Don't forfeit this privilege of having an open invitation to come boldly to the throne of grace by thinking that what you are dealing with and what you are going through is not significant enough to carry to God in prayer. Everything that you go through and everything that you deal with is just a blip on the screen in the context of the greatness and the grandeur of our God. He is great. He is marvelous. He is mighty. He is able. And that's what we want to talk about today. God is able. I don't care what it is you are facing, what it is you are going through. God is able. And we need to tell ourselves that until we believe it in our spirit, until we can say it without thinking about it, say it without hesitation, say it because it's second nature to everything that we know and believe that God is able able. No matter what you are going through, how dark the day, how deep the valley, how difficult the situation, how insurmountable the odds, how dreary the prognosis, God is able. Now unto him who is able, he can do anything but fail. He does exceeding abundantly, immeasurably more, super abundantly more than you could ask, think, or even imagine. That is our God. And when you're talking about God, there is nothing too hard for him to do. What we need to do is come to a place where our faith collides with his infinite ability. And there will, is where we will see miracles happen. God is a miracle worker. He does miracles so well. He's waiting on you and I to line our faith up with his ability and his power. And there at that intersection, we will see miracles transpire and miracles come to pass. God has provided us a plethora of proof, a book filled with evidence of his capabilities and of his wonders and of his miracles. And within the pages of these 66 books of scripture are countless opportunities for each of us to find the promises and assurances we need to believe in the power of an omnipotent God. There are circumstances 
in our lives where God will be all that you have. But it is then that you will realize that God is all that you need. Sometimes money is scarce and medicine is inadequate. Friends have deserted and family is gone. And you have cried and prayed and cried and prayed and all of your hope is gone. It is then that you have to repose and rest and make your declaration like the psalmist that the Lord is my refuge and strength. He is a very present help in trouble, not because I see the manifestation or can embrace the victory, but because God is all that I have. And I've come to realize that he is all that I need. I will not fear though the earth be removed and though the mountains be shaken off of their foundations. The song says, what have I to fear? I'm leaning on the everlasting arms. I have blessed peace with my Lord. So near leaning on the everlasting arms. God will be with me. God will stand up in me and God will help me to not be moved. I will not be moved from my confidence, from my hope, from my expectation, from my anticipation that you, O oh Lord, are with me. And isn't that what it's all about when you get to the crux of what matters, that God, his ultimate promise is that he is with us even as he was with Moses and as he was with Abraham and Joshua and Paul, as he was with your grandparents and your parents, he has said, so shall I be with you. And when he is with you, he makes everything else. All right. You have the confidence and the assurance that when he is with you, you are able to do all things through him because he is with with you. And that is the assurance he has given to each and every one of us. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the ends of the world. God is with me and I rest in this confidence and in this hope that I can do all things through Christ and Christ is well able to handle Anything that comes in my life, there is nothing that I am going to deal with today. Nothing, 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 nothing too hard for him to do. This is the same God who spoke the entire universe into existence by the mere power of his word. He said it and it was so. Since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and his divine nature have been clearly seen being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and by the breath of his mouth, all their hosts for he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for you every day all around us. We have evidence to remind us that God is omnipotent and he can do anything, anything, anything. 
And we have so many wonderful witnesses left in the scripture that testify of the greatness and the power of our God that show us how great God is and how he rearranges circumstances in our life that he might bring to pass the, the miracles in our life and that he might be glorified. There is Abraham and Sarah who were physically beyond the ability to conceive children. Even when they were uh, younger, they were having problems conceiving, but God waits until they get way up in age. And it just like him, when you think all hope is gone and it's utterly impossible and you've given up on the dream, then he comes in. It had been good if he had come 25 years ago, but he didn't come 25 years ago because then you would think by natural means you have attained the promise. He waits until the situation is utterly hopeless, totally impossible and needs a miracle touch from him. He comes and gives them a promise so ridiculous that Sarah has to laugh out loud. She's laughing at the very promise of God because it seems that unattainable, that insurmountable, that ridiculous. Has God ever spoken something in your life that was so ridiculous, so impossible, so improbable that really you were afraid to tell anybody because if you didn't laugh, you knew they would laugh because it was so improbable and so unlikely to come to pass that's the kind of miracles God wants to do in your life. He wants to take you beyond the point of your comfort level. He wants to take you beyond the point of what is naturally possible. He wants to get you to the supernatural and to believe him for things that you could not achieve, accomplish, or even dream. It's beyond what she even dreamed of. The Bible says he will do exceeding abundantly above all you ask or think. She wasn't even thinking she could conceive a child at that age. It was utterly impossible. Never been done before. Never heard it happening. Didn't even think of it. It wasn't even in her wildest imagination. Those are the kind of miracles God wants to do in our lives. He wants to take you to the point where you say, hmm, I can imagine this. That's not far enough. As long as you can imagine it, as long as you can see it and wrap your mind around it, you are not, you have not reached the stratosphere where God wants to take you. He wants to push you beyond your point of comfort where you can't even wrap your mind around it. It's inconceivable. Look at Moses standing before a Red Sea with Pharaoh's army all around them coming to overtake them, coming to destroy them. Who would have thought that God would think to part the Red Sea? The only thing we are probably thinking is God will kill Pharaoh's army. Maybe he will send ambushments in their camp, send confusion among their armies. Maybe God will do something like change the heart of Pharaoh, but that's what you can conceive. He wants to do more than you could ask, more than you could think. Who would have thought he'd stand the walls of the Red Sea on either side, dry the ground so that they could go through the walls 
of the sea, not just go through muddy because that wouldn't have been enough. Muddy, they would have been clogged down and bogged down and they would have ultimately been destroyed because they would not have made it through. He didn't part the Red Sea so that you could get stuck in the middle. But when he parts the Red Sea, he's going to make it so that you get through. God will do the miraculous above and beyond what you could ask or think. You keep thinking he's got to send you the money by the deadline so you can pay the bill. And that would be the answer to your prayer. God wants to do it different. That's the way you would do it. He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. He always seeks to do the impossible. You remember Elisha, he was surrounded by the armies of the king of Aram and the horses. They had horses and chariots and they were coming to take him captive. And he's laying down sleep, just like when Jesus went to sleep in the boat. But his servant is panicked and his servant is afraid. He sees the host of the hostile army surrounding them and he cries out, oh, my Lord, the host of the armies are all around us. And Elijah, just as calmly as Jesus got up out of the bottom of the ship, Elijah gets up and says, do not fear for they that are with us are more than those who are against us. When God has shown you who it is that's fighting for you, you can lay down in the bottom of the ship and go to sleep. Even though there's a storm up top, you can lay down in the house and go to asleep even though the host of the army is surrounding you thinking that they have you right where they want you. Little did they know that God's got a different plan. The way that we would have done it is not the way that God's going to do it. His ways and his thoughts are not like the ways and the thoughts of man. So he gives Elisha the ability to see internally, supernaturally what the young man could not see. The enemy can't see them, but Elisha can see them. And he knows that God has kept his promise. His promise is that they that trust in the Lord shall not be ashamed. His promise says, I know that you have favored me because you do not allow the enemy to triumph over me. His promise says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against his enemy. His promise is that he will give his angels charge over you to keep you, to protect you, lest any harm come nigh you. Those are the promises of God. God is able to do just what he said he would do. He's gonna fulfill every promise that he's made to you. Don't you dare give up on God because he won't give up on you. He is able. He is able. He is able.
Amen. God is able. Don't you dare. Don't you dare give up on God. Because God will not give up on you. He is able. Tell yourself that until you believe it. Say it. I mean, embrace it until it becomes second nature to you. Till no matter what you are confronted with, your immediate response is that my God is able. He said that all things are possible if only you can believe. Lord, would you let our faith connect to your power and your ability that we might see the goodness of God in the land of the living. You are more than able to do all that you said you would do. Dear God, we thank you because we serve a God who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. I thank you because you are the same God who forgives all my sins and who heals all of my diseases. I thank you, God, because you have promised to meet our needs according to your glorious riches in Christ Jesus. I thank you because you raise the poor from the dust and you lift the needy from the ash heap and you set them with the princes of their people. I thank you because there is no good thing have you withheld from them who walk up right before you. Thank you, dear God, for healing my body. Thank you for delivering my soul. Thank you, God, for restoring me. Thank you, God, for being to me more than I could ever ask, think, or imagine. I thank you, God, that you have not withheld any good thing from me, but you have blessed me far more abundantly than I could ask or think or even imagine. I give you thanks and I give you praise. Riches and honor come from you and you reign over everything and you're in your hand is power and might and in your hand is power to make great and to give strength unto all. Now, therefore, dear God, we thank you and we praise your glorious name from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same. Your name is great and worthy to be praised. We come before your presence with thanksgiving and we make a joyful noise unto you with psalms for you, O Lord, are great and you, God, are the God above all gods. Thank you for life and thank you for health and thank you for salvation. Thank you for calling me out of darkness into the marvelous light and thank you for loving me with an everlasting, unparalleled and perfect love in Jesus' name. Join us on April 8th through the 10th for the Women's Conference Damaged Goods Refurbished and Refined in Hamilton, Ohio at the Courtyard Marriott. Registration is only $40. For more information, you can call area code 513-264-4610. Again, that's area code 513-264-4610. I will be one of their guest presenters at the Damaged Goods Refurbished and Refined Women's Conference on April the 8th through the 10th. I hope to see you there. Also, plan to be with L.J. Renee on April the 9th in Dayton, Ohio at the WEW Women's Gathering 2016 Kingdom Perspective. Do you see what I see? Guest speaker is Star Parker. They will be breaking the cycle of poverty on April the 9th from 12 to 4 p.m. It will be held at the Dayton Convention Center. 
For more information on these conferences, please go to our website, www.whatdoesthelordsay.com, and click our Sponsor tab, and you can find out more details. Thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time.